0: Brethren and friends, trust that you have a good, good weekend and now fully church for the uh, worship. The title for my sermon this morning flee youthful passions and pursue godly traits. This, the text of this sermon is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse
1: 22. in this verse Paul gives two commandments two commands to Timothy to flee youthful lust and to pursue godly traits listed down here is righteousness faith, love, and peace. We look at the first command to flee youthful last. Paul says youthful because he's speaking to Timothy, a young man. That doesn't mean older christian can ignore this warning it applies to all believers no believer is immune to last of the flesh uh. no matter how long we have been a christian or how much we love god uh. If the last of the flesh were no longer a problem to Timothy, who is a faithful minister and a co-worker
0: in the Lord together with Paul, why would Paul give him this warning?
1: What is Satan's aim? Satan want to draw us
0: away from God. Satan want us to be unfruitful in the kingdom of God. And finally,
1: Satan want to destroy our spiritual life. And Satan
0: used his powerful weapon which is the last of the flesh. He feed us with this last uh, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. The Bible tells us about the lust of the flesh, lust of the
1: eye, and the pride of life is of the
0: world, uh, of the world, is not of God. Uh. So that's how Satan used this weapon to tempt us. Uh.
1: This is a list of things which Satan used
0: to tempt us. Huh? And we are told to flee from this last of the flesh. Huh? Of course, this list is not exhaustive. Huh? Sexual immorality, huh? these include fornication,
1: adultery, or we call it sex outside marriage.
0: Love of money. Of course, we know that money is important. Money is essential Uh, to sustain us and our our family. But love of money
1: can cause us to stray away from our faith. In Second Timothy
0: chapter three, verse, 20, verse two to four, Bible tells us, <clears throat> another last is a love of self. Huh? we love ourselves, we love money, we are lover of money, and we are lover of pleasures, rather
1: than lover of God.
0: To huh? have pleasure, we self-control and discipline. Of course, is alright. Huh? It's good. Uh, uh, it's good. Huh? So, my pleasure without self-control is harmful. Huh? <clears throat> then Romans chapter 13, verse 13. Another common lust of the flesh is drinking party, drunkenness, lewness, and lust, lust, huh? These also include uncleanness, uh, which involve uh, obscenity, uh, vulgarity, or pornography. <coughs> with modern technology, it makes it so easy uh, uh, for, for people to reach out to these last, uh, to gratify themselves with these last, uh, just by a tap of a handphone or a click on a computer. All these things is
1: <laughs> so now let us look at what does fleeing youthful last mean? Or use the
0: word verb, uh flea, yeah, uh, I mean it's an active. Word, uh, active word, when they come to
1: handle last, to flee, mean to run away, uh, to run away. Well, example, a faithful servant of God that ran
0: away from last is Joseph, the son of Jacob, uh, which are written in Genesis chapter 39, verse. Uh, he ran away from Potiphar's wife uh. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him uh, when he, saw he was a head servant of that house uh. so Joseph ran away uh. so let us take note that you are not supposed to put up yourself in a situation whereby you will be Tempted, huh? Don't tell yourself that I'm a strong Christian. Don't worry, I can resist this kind of temptation. Because the instruction here from four is not telling us to resist or to struggle, but four here tells the mighty to flee, uh, to flee. So don't put yourself in a situation whereby you will flee. Tempted, uh, thinking that you have a strong faith, thinking that you will overcome it, uh, thinking that you are not going to give in to your peers and, and friends. Uh. In Romans chapter 13, verse 4, so the Bible here tells us that make no provision for it. Make no provision for it. In other words, don't even entertain that thought. Uh don't do not have forethought for for it uh, uh, for the flesh to fulfill it last uh. so don't let your friend tell you that why don't you try it uh. it is fun uh. don't let your friend tell you that it's exciting uh. why don't you just open up that website and and see for one time only because it's educating if you're a married person you can learn something from there it's educating Don't entertain that thought. uh. Satan will make sure that you will hook to that uh, once you open uh, unclean website like pornography or once you get uh, involved with your friend in the drinking party uh, or drunkenness. So let us make no provision for it. uh. So that is the meaning of flee. From useful Paul told us not only to flee from useful Lasa, uh, fleeing. Uh, as Christian, besides fleeing, we need to have goals, uh, we need to have direction in life. Uh. So besides fleeing, Paul also wants us to. Pursue, uh, pursue godly way in our life. uh.
1: To pursue, again, is
0: an uh, active word, uh, uh, it's a verb whereby you need effort, you need our
1: initiative. To pursue means to run. uh.
0: To pursue here means to run after. Just now, to flee mean to run away. To pursue mean we have to run after. Or we seek uh,
1: uh, godly trade. Uh. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, uh, it, the Bible tells us to seek
0: those things which are above uh, in verse one, uh. And in verse 2, the Bible tells us to set our mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Uh. In other words, we are to fill our mind with things uh, above. Uh. When we fill our mind with things above, there is no room for flesh, uh, fleshly lust. Uh. When we fill our mind with uh, thing above, then you will. Um, uh, prompt us to seek things above. Huh? We look at the first uh, um, godly trait listed by Apostle Paul, uh, which is righteousness. In first John chapter 2, verse 29. The Bible tells us that Jesus is righteous. Uh, Jesus is Righteous. So, as children of God, when we practice righteousness, it signifies that we are born of Him. Uh, we are born of Him. On the contrast, in uh, chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says that whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Uh, so, as children of God, God wants us to pursue Righteousness. And what is righteousness? Hmm? Romans chapter 6 verse 16. The Bible tells us that to obey God's commandment is righteousness. So we have an example uh, in James chapter 2 verse 21 to 23. We have this great man of faith by the name Abraham. God, when God promised him that he'll be a father of a great nation. Uh. When God promised that time he was uh, <clears throat> childish uh, without child from his wife, Sarah. Uh. So he had to wait very long uh, to get his first child uh, and by the name Isaac. Uh. So if after getting his first child, the only begotten child at that time. Uh, from Sarah, God asked him to sacrifice that child. Huh? Uh <clears throat> just imagine if you're Abraham, you have waited for so long and so difficult to get your first child, and God promised you that you're going to be father of a great nation. You sacrifice that child, how are you going to uh have heirs or to be a father of a great nation? Huh? But the Bible tells us Abraham obey. God, uh, by, um, by sacrificing his son on the altar. Of course, we know that God stopped him. Uh, so that is righteousness to obey God. There uh. uh. yeah, are reasons uh, um, for us to pursue righteousness. Uh. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible tells us that God's eyes are on the righteous. Uh. So when we practice righteousness, God is looking at us. Uh. And God um, will hear us. Uh. So we are closer to God uh, when we practice righteousness. The next thread is faith. Uh. Faith is about our relationship with God. uh. We have to pursue faith so that we can grow in our faith, so that we can be strong in our faith. I've got in Hebrew chapter 11 verse 6, Bible tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God. uh. So those who come God must believe that he is, he is a faithful God, must believe that he is, um, he will reward us when we diligently seek him. uh. In order to cultivate that kind of faith, we need to seek, uh, seek it. uh. So again, Abraham is uh, an example of man of great faith. uh. In Hebrew
1: chapter
0: eleven, verse eight, we learn that Abraham and his uh, flock and his family member and his relative they have already settled down in Haran. They have settled down in a place where they are comfortable. There, in verse eight, we have here God command that Abraham to go to a place uh, where he will inherit. Uh, and that God will give him that land overflowing with milk and honey. Yeah? What did the Bible tell us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8? By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Yeah? So, Abraham do not have that kind of resources that we have today. Abraham cannot access Google Earth uh, to see the terrain of the area that God promised him. Abraham cannot access internet to see the rainfall in that area, uh, to see the sunshine hour, uh, whether the land is fertile or not. Abraham does not have that kind of information. Even though Abraham is comfortable, Settled down with his family member in that land. But when God asked him to go to a place which God will promise him um, that God will give him a land and uh, whereby he'll be a father of a great nation, the Bible says he obeyed, uh, he went out not knowing where he was, going, uh, he was going. So that is the kind of faith that please. God. Uh. So faith is not just belief in God, uh, but faith is also uh, to act on what we believe, like, like Abraham mentioned in James chapter 2, verse
1: 21. <coughs> then the next thread is love.
0: Love is about our relationship with others. Uh. relationship with others in first john chapter 4 verse 7 we are commanded to love one and another bible tells us that for love is of god so therefore as children of god we are to pursue love to love one and another and we know that uh active love It's a love that can be seen, as we can read from Hebrew, chapter 6, verse 10. uh, um, acting love is a love that can be seen, but the Bible tells us that your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward His name. uh, So, love which can be seen is not a, a love which is hypocrite, or love just to Please man, we do something to please men, we do something out of obligation. But this kind of love is Bible called a labor of love. Work of love that God can see when we manifest it. So love is so important that in First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, tell us that without love, our labor, our sacrifice are uh, nothing uh, nothing uh. our labor and sacrifice are just to show man is just to please man without genuine love uh. so god wants us to pursue uh sincere love a genuine love that whereby we minister to
1: one and another
0: And the final godly trait uh, that is listed in, uh, in verse 22 is peace. Uh. So, uh, here I would like to uh, share a peace between us and God as well a peace between us and fellow men. Hi, uh, in 2 John
1: chapter 1,
0: verse 3, Bible tells us that Peace is from God. Uh. Therefore, when we seek God, when we have a close relationship with God, peace of mind come from God when we
1: seek him. Uh.
0: In John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven, Jesus promised his uh, disciple or his apostle peace uh, before he uh, before he left them. And then, peace with regard to our relationship with fellow mankind. In Hebrew chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible tells us to pursue peace with all people. Huh? So this, um not only to have peace with people that you like, people who is close to you, we know that we need to have peace, including with our enemy, because we learn that Jesus even tells us to love our enemies. Huh? So how can we achieve that? We can learn this from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Huh? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Uh, <clears throat> 15, here yeah, the Bible says, See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, Go for yourself and for all. Eh? So, to achieve peace, we must not be selfish, we must not look at our own interests only. The Bible says, Pursue what is good. Eh? both for yourself and for all. That means you consider the other party uh, uh, in order to achieve peace. Uh, consider the, other, the feeling of the other party in order to achieve peace. Uh. So we have a great example of uh, how peace is achieved. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 8 to verse 9, uh, uh, the Bible tells us there was, uh, there was a conflict between Abraham Herdsman uh, and Lord Herdsman. Uh. Indirectly, it also affect Abraham and Lord's relation, uh, because God prospered them, and their flock grows. Uh, uh, therefore, the space for their flock to grace becomes limited uh, limited. So there's a conflict between them. As you know, Abraham um, is a leader of the community, and Abraham is in terms of status, he's more senior than Lord because Lord call him uncle uh, and Lord is his nephew. Uh. And how did Abraham settle the conflict? Uh? Abraham followed this principle of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse. 15. He told Lord, uh, he told Lord. Um and he let Lord choose first. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Uh. If you choose the left, I will choose the right. Uh. So Abraham uh, in seeking peace, he cares about both party interests. Uh. So under these circumstances, definitely Lord. In a younger person, in uh when he called Abraham uncle, have full respect for Abraham, uh, who seek peace with a
1: sincere heart. Uh. So if we
0: want um enjoyment, you want enjoyment life or you want a peaceful life, it is necessary for us to seek and pursue peace. In First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11, the Bible says seek and pursue peace. Ah. So let's remember how can we have peace with a mind if we uh, if we have hatred, if we have anger, if we have jealousy towards others. Ah. If we can't forgive another person. How can we have peace of mind? Without peace of mind, you also can't have uh, joy in life. uh?
1: Now, let's look at how can we have a fleeing and pursuing life. uh? This fleeing and pursuing life... uh, (coughs)
0: need a lot of effort uh. this uh it need uh sacrifice uh, it need sacrifice and it's a long process it don't it doesn't happen overnight night. it don't happen overnight uh. so how can we have a fleeing and pursuing life just now brother uh can you share with us um on disciplining uh he said, start disciplining our uh, children from young. Uh. So the same thing. Um, and we want, want to uh, teach our children to have a fleeing and pursuing life. We have to train our children from young. Uh. Train our children from young uh. We look at Timothy's life of becoming a faithful minister of the Lord. Paul reminds Timothy of how his family brought him up in the Lord. He was brought up in a healthy environment, but brought up with a good influences from, um, from his grandmother as well as his mother. So it's passed down from grandmother. The grandmother taught a mother well, and the mother uh, taught a son well. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 5, Paul talked about genuine faith. uh. The genuine faith was in uh, Timothy's grandmother, the genuine faith was in Timothy's mother, and the genuine faith was in timothy himself uh. so timothy does not live on borrowed faith uh. timothy mother does not live on borrowed faith Ah, uh, uh, from timothy's grandmother what do i mean by borrowed faith uh? as you can see in the church uh, there are times where um when uh when the grandmother is not around, you find that the grand, uh, children or grandchild will not come to the church, no longer faithful. When the mother is not around, uh, the children also won't come to the church, they are no longer faithful. So they, they come to the church because of the faith of their grandmother. They come to the church because of the faith of their mother when the mother go for holiday, the mother go a station, you don't see the children come to the church. That is borrowed faith. But Timothy is different, now. You are brought up in a healthy environment, with good influences, with good example from the grandmother, from the mother. He has his own faith. Uh. And the Bible tells us that in. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, from childhood, he has already known the Holy Scripture. So he was brought up in the way of the Lord. So uh, I want to take this opportunity also to share my experience, uh, Tina's experience, as well as from my observation from my Christian life. Uh, for the benefit of our um, members here, our members here, we consist of, we have first-time parents. Huh? We have parents to be uh, uh, a married couple. We also have many young adults who one day have planned to settle. Now, uh, <clears throat> so when,
1: <clears throat> when you have Children,
0: uh, when you have your first child, uh, train them up in the Lord as early as possible. Uh. Help them to adapt into the church environment as early as possible. It's not the other way around. Uh, where parents, uh, um, their spiritual life, their spiritual activity is hampered by uh, their child because their child uh, is around therefore they hampered them uh, with their spiritual activity and commitment uh. so this first time parent they might uh, have genuine concern uh. they might have genuine fear uh. they might have genuine fear they are afraid that if i bring my children to the church too early they might catch up uh they might catch sicknesses uh, because the air is. It's no good huh? because there are so many people. Uh, they might have catch cold. They might catch cough or fever. Huh? Then they also fear that if I bring my children to uh, Sunday Bible class too early, the children might not have enough sleep. I bring them to Wednesday night Bible class. The children, the child might not have enough sleep. It will affect his growth. Huh? So we understand the fear and concern of parents. Huh? So therefore, I would like to share with you my experience and Tina's experience. Huh? After Tina gave birth to Samuel and Christina. Huh? after her confinement period, we brought the children to the church straight away. Huh? Straight away, brought the children. Huh? <laughs> of course, in the church, definitely uh, the air there is not as good as, as home. Huh? So uh, Again, in the church, you have auntie that come and uh, look at the child and uh, pinch her cheek. Oh, ayo, so, uh, uh, so cute. Huh? Then you have children around, want to play with the uh, baby, huh? talk to the baby. So, um, yes, you might have fear. Uh, once in a while, they might catch cold. They might have fever. They might have cough. But let me tell you, this is a hardening process. This is a natural hardening process. So that when they go to the nursery class, when they go to the childcare center, they are used to that kind of invite. Even when they're sick, they don't have a severe or serious sickness. So, um, even on in Friday night, we are in Jebi, our midweek Bible class is Friday night. Friday night, we still bring the children uh, for the Bible class. Uh, let us remember that children know how to adapt. They also know how to adjust. When they are tired, whether it's dark or bright, they will sleep. Whether it's noisy or silent, they will sleep. So let us not have fear. Help, bring, help your children to adapt to the church environment at their early age. At their early age. So instead of doing the other way around, whereby you adjust your spiritual activity, you can't be involved in church activity, you stop coming for Wednesday Bible class uh, uh, because you're concerned about your child. uh. So when when the child attends Sunday morning Bible class, uh, we have a strict Sunday school teacher. uh. A Sunday school teacher will tell the mother, uh, unless the baby wants to have ring milk, you must not be in the class. Huh? You must not be in the class. Huh? So let us not be afraid. Huh? The child might cry, as General Brother Kevin shared, said, when the child cries, his heart aches. Huh? So the child might cry. Huh? After the child cries, in fact, when the child cries, it's good huh? for him, for her or him to exercise his lung, huh? for him to exercise to exercise his voice cord, uh, to exercise the voice cord, uh, don't have heartache. uh. So after a few sessions, after a few sessions, when the child got used to the Sunday school teacher, uh, the mother uh, need not be there. The mother need not be there. So when we train them from young, even at one year plus, uh, the child can sit beside the mother in the bassinet, in the auditorium, Without, without walking here, walking there, and running all over the place, uh, the child has been trained to sit quietly in the auditorium at one year plus. Uh, so instead of running all over the place, that is how we train our children. Uh, so when the children grow up, as you can see, Samuel and Christine, uh, they, are, they are fit, they are well, huh. so the only thing, they are not meaty. Uh, because a parent is, uh, is so uh, not meaty. Uh. So, <laughs> so let us not be afraid. Uh. Uh, the children will be able to adapt uh, to church schedule. Uh, the, the children will know when to sleep and adjust them. So, uh, so in Titus chapter 2, verse 4, uh, the Bible um. Uh, here Paul wrote uh, to Titus, telling older, uh, older women, uh, older women to train young women to love their children. Uh. So older women to train young women to love their children. To love your children, I mean, as uh, Brother Kevin T is to discipline them. To love your children is to train them to bring them up in the way of the Lord. Uh. So I wish that the late, uh, during one of the ladies' fellowship, uh, um, had people like Sister Shirley, Sister Tina, and, and Sister Madeline, uh, because I, I saw in my own eye how Caleb was brought up uh, from young until now, uh, to share their experience so that the first-time parents have no fear uh, in them uh, to bring up. To help their children adapt to the church right? Roman. <clears throat> and point number three parents, the moment you have uh, your children grown up to school going age, uh, you need to set a good example. Uh? You need to set a good example. Uh? Parents need to set a good example because let us not underestimate children uh. they they observe uh. they observe they learn and they remember very well uh. children know that uh, Friday or Wednesday is a midweek Bible class Uh, children know very well that Sunday morning is a uh, day of meeting uh. So if you are a parent and you you emphasize and you prioritize wrongly that worldly achievement is more important than spiritual knowledge or worldly or education is more important um, than knowing God. <clears throat> what you sow today is what you're going to reap when they grow up uh, when they grow. Uh, so the children might not make decision uh, now uh, but when the parents tell them they just follow uh, they tell them to go for tuition on Wednesday night so in their mind they think that hey Wednesday night a Bible uh, study uh, so tuition is more important than Bible study okay Uh, so if you tell them that you you have piano class on Wednesday night again the children will register in their mind piano is more important than the Bible plus uh, As parents, don't tell yourself that uh, they are not Christian yet. I think that education is important. Children um, register in their mind that worldly achievement is more important than God. So you look around, I believe you have been to some of the churches, you have been members of different churches. You look around, around children who have grown up from child until today become adults, Where the mother or the parents emphasize that education is more important than God, when they grow up, they practice the same thing. They are only a Sunday Christian. uh. You have to reap what you sow uh, because of your decision. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, uh, Jesus asked this uh, question. uh, For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? So Jesus asked a rhetoric question, uh, and we know the answer. What's the use of getting straight A's uh, when a person loses their soul? What's the use of getting good results when they grow up? They are no longer faithful in the Lord. Um, What's the use? when they grow up, they are only a Sunday Christian. uh, Having said that, of course, good upbringing, uh, good training doesn't guarantee you that when the children grow up, they remain faithful. It's just like Samuel the prophet, his children is not faithful. Just like King Hezekiah, uh, uh, the son uh, Manasseh is one of the most evil king in Judah. But you can see that majority of the children that grown up is brought up in a proper way. They remain faithful in the Lord. They may remain active
1: in the church.
0: Then commit yourself to God right from the very first day of your Christian life. Let us not procrastinate. Let us not tell God to wait. Uh, the very first day you become Christian, uh, commit yourself to God. Don't tell God that I'm only a student. Uh, I'm only a student. God, I think you can wait. Uh, after I finish my study, I, I have more time, then I will be active in the church. Uh. There goes. After when he started work, he tell, again he tells God that um, I, I just started work. I haven't settled down. So I need time. God, I think you can still wait. Huh? You can still wait. Uh, uh, when I settle down, then I will commit myself to the church. Huh? So when he reached the uh, peak of his career, again, he tell God to wait huh? because uh, I have great responsibility. I have many things to complete the deadline. God, I have no time. Uh, for you just wait. I believe that when I retire huh? I retire definitely I I can serve you uh, with the time that I have. Uh. So this thing, This time of this type of procrastination Even when a person retired even when the person have all the time in this world He is not going to commit himself to God He will remain as a Sunday Christian. You can look around, you can see around. If you move around in congregation, you'll find that uh, those who tell God to wait, even until this day, they remain a Sunday Christian. Therefore, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, the Bible tells us what? The day when we become Christian, let us put off the old man uh, and put on the new man uh, by
1: renew in the spirit of your mind. Uh.
0: <clears throat> and to, uh, to have a life of fleeing and pursuing, you cannot be a lone ranger Christian. It's not possible for you uh, to be a lone ranger Christian and yet you're successful in flee, fleeing and pursuing. Uh. You have to make faithful Christian your spiritual companion. Uh. That's why in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22, uh, when Paul told Timothy to flee and pursue, he said, With who? With those who call on the Lord. Yes, yet uh, faithful Christian as your spiritual companion to encourage you, to encourage one and another. Uh. So hit the warning uh, uh, in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, where the Bible says, <coughs> the Bible says, evil do not be deceived, uh, evil company corrupts good habits. Uh. So never tell yourself that uh, I'm strong, um, I will overcome, um, I can receive my friend who is for a majority. So if you keep company with evil, people of this world, how can you uh, have a life
1: of fleeing and pursuing? So live live an active Christian life. So we, uh, we are
0: encouraged to live an active Christian life uh, in order to have a life of fleeing and pursuing. So attend meeting uh, to be encouraged uh, as well as to encourage others. Uh. That's a purpose why God wants us to attend meeting physically. Uh. I noticed that since the day when we have... Uh, virtual meeting, the attendance of our midweek Bible class has become lower and lower. As I observe the attendance list, because it's taken by my wife, some members will uh, will come one time, then they will will absent themselves three times, just to show their face. uh, So, as an elder of the church, we want, I want to encourage members to attend the physical assembly, uh, physical meeting. uh. Virtual meeting is not an option. Let us not substitute virtual meeting with physical meeting. Let us not listen or be deceived by Satan uh, that virtual meeting is as good as physical assembly. uh. So be involved in church program. uh. Uh, serving and participating. Uh. Use your skill, the skill that God has given you to serve one and another. Uh. Then study the Bible. Uh. Study the Bible in Ephesians 6, verse 11, so that you can put on the armor. I uh, can put on <coughs> the armor of God to, um, Protect yourself from the theme of the devil. Then in Ephesians 6, verse 18, the Bible tells us to pray all the time. By spending time in prayer, you build a close relationship with God. You learn to trust God. You learn to put your confidence in God. So, to conclude my lesson, let us flee from the lust of the flesh. And let's remember that no believer is immune uh, to it. Uh.
1: Pursue godly traits uh, will help
0: us to build our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Uh. So, let's remember that. A life of fleeing and pursuing is a daily affair. It's not a Sunday affair. Uh. So you need sacrifice, you need effort, uh, we need to invest in it. Uh. I believe that we can do this with uh, fellow believers, with what, uh, whereby we help one another, um, to, to encourage one another to have a life of fleeing and pursuing. Uh. With this, I end my sermon. uh. Um, Thank you for your attention. uh. The church would like to extend our invitation uh, to friends who have heard uh, God's plan of salvation. And if you understand what you must do to be saved and you want to be a Christian, do let us know. uh. We will help you to be a Christian. uh. Uh, With that, I shall now hand over to the song
1: leader, brother Andy. Uh.